Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to Under the Helmet. I am Chad Parsons looking at some Dynasty player value. Things are heating up this week, everybody. We have football. We are all going to be excited for it. And guess what? About 45 minutes into the game, you're going to be falling asleep on your couch. You're going to be like, oh, preseason. And we're going to have all of the mantras and all the emphasis that we hate the preseason. Well, guess what? We only got three weeks of it. Uh, This is just a taste. And it's something. It is actual padded tackle football in some capacity. And that means we are close. If anything, we just need to have the uh, approach that this is finally here and preseason football is obligatory because it means regular season football is right around the corner and what does that mean it means running back hot stove boy do we have some news and uh do we have some things to track also i wanted to mention that there's a bonus show it's really long (laughs) this week but i wanted to give to everybody uh my friend you've heard him on uh, some of the premium shows maybe on a free show at some point in time my friend keith who uh frankly is one of the, the the best people i know to talk football with talk sports and we talk for uh, probably over an hour. I haven't edited the show yet, but it's going to be free for everyone. So if you're listening to the show, please check that one out this week as well. You're getting some bonus content here for UTH. And it is going over a very simple question, which is, what is a sport? We have talked about this in little drips and and, and draps uh, in, in recent years, and frankly, over many years on what's a sport, what's not a sport. We officially go to the carpet and we assess a number of sports. Like we actually only came up with two or three since recording the show that we're like, ooh, could have mentioned this one. I went to Wikipedia, I did some research, I, I had a giant list of sports or sport adjacent type things. And Wikipedia actually <laughs> breaks it down. Like there's uh, different classifications of sports. But anyway, I go over the definition. We talk about a lot of them. And I'll tell you, Keith had a few flamethrower thoughts <laughs> for some major, major sports that he had an argument for why it's not a sport. Uh, so again, we go over that. We kind of bat, bat around, uh, pass back and forth each, uh, each sport that we kind of bring up. We've probably talked about three, four dozen different sports uh, b- between things that are ev- involved in the Olympics, things that are on TV, some things that are rarely ever shown on TV. Uh, so again, a lively discussion. And I love to have Keith on with uh, topics that, frankly, I've been trying to record with him all summer. And just you know, for us to get together uh, and, and find a time we're on opposite sides of the country with time zones, and it just is, it, it's just tough. It's just a challenge. So again, please check that out. That's over. Um, that's going to be here on the free side um, as well. And again, I didn't want that to be the entire free show this week because so much going on. I want to start with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I've got two or three running back things, and we'll see uh, how much time I have to, to go into other things here. But Jonathan Taylor, I will, I've heard a couple, I've heard many, uh, you know, Henny Penny, the sky is falling. You know, Twitter is the place to go, sorry, X or whatever it's called now, is the place to go for uh, the, uh, the house is burning down. Oh my God, get out now. Uh, type takes for running. Jonathan Taylor's never going to play again. This is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, there, uh, there's only been one or two 
uh, people uh, in podcasts I've listened to in recent, you know, today slash yesterday, uh, or just recently since this has been brewing with Jonathan Taylor, to me that have had reasonable takes, reasonable, measured, level-headed takes, and one of them is that you that he is under contract and there is no like circumventing this system. It's part of the CD- CBA. There's no save running backs coming clause or asterisk coming. Th- that's just it. It's a market within a salary cap structure. There's tags in place. There's restricted free agency uh, as well coming off of a rookie contract. And, and so there's a lot of different situations, but none of them are we have to rip up, you know, if a player is this good or if they've done this amount in their career, there is no rip up the contract and just give him more money. So it, it, that's not coming. Le'Veon Bell is the only one I can think of that actually went through with the, I'm just sitting out. And he even said that was a bad decision. And that big old, uh, you know, we had a, a summit meeting, <laughs> a Zoom call for, for all the notable running backs. And it's like, oh, solidarity, you know, or, you know, probably like hold firm, hold the line. Second Barkley held the line for about 14 seconds. And he's like, yeah, I'll take some incentives. You know, it's the best I can get 900 grand, whatever it is. And th- there's not going to be movement on this. And Jonathan Taylor, he can be tagged next year. Uh, yes, he was not a first-round pick. He wasn't a high pick. You know, he's not B. John Robinson in terms of pedigree or some of these guys that, ha- yes, during their rookie contract, they make more money. That's the way it goes. And the tag is still, next year, a lot of money. <laughs> so he's not under the tag this year. And that's not changing. So it's a tough spot. You know, we can say, oh, you know, it, it, it's tough to be them, you know, r- in comparison to the rest of the league. But I want to talk about the dynasty part because I think some people are going to, I'm not going to say fire sale, but some people are going to discount him. And I think the market in general, it might be tough to sell. But if you are the worried type, if you are sitting there and you're like, I am like, if you really worry about the worst case outcome, and I guess worst case would be, he doesn't play this year. Do you think he's sitting out two years? He's not overly old for the record. So you need to make sure uh, that you're getting your money's worth. Now, the interesting part is some of the trades, and again, I wanted to look at trades today just because we've had more and more news. You have an opportunity to sell. If you are worried, there are ways to go about, quote unquote, insulating yourself to varying degrees. I wanted to go over three trades. And this is the type of thing that I, I just to give an example, this is the type of trade, this is the type of topic that would be a UTH premium show. That said, we're going to have the cup overfloweth in the next five, six weeks, and frankly, through the whole season, that some of these are going to be on the weekly show. Now, not everything like this, and there's going to be plenty of news during the preseason with injuries, reactions, what are we going to do? Uh, and, and having uh, coherent and uh, pointed action-based analysis is going to be important. So Jonathan Taylor here, again, this could be a, a short show on UTH Premium. It's here on the premium side. It's here on the free side this week. So for Jonathan Taylor, there were three trades that really stuck out to me in terms of, again, I am not super worried. For the record, on the record, I am not super worried. I think the odds are the highest that he plays week one. I think the odds are the highest that we get to playing season and we're not really talking about this. He has a quote from not too long ago saying, you know, I, I'm, I signed the contract I signed. I knew what it was when I signed it. And, you know, there hasn't been talks, but it is what it is. You know, and, and basically it was very, I know my situation and, 
here I am. So all this posturing, all this stuff, you know, and, and again, Jim Mersey, and we can get all into that of now, now with Dan Snyder gone, he's probably the kookiest owner and the worst owner we got. So that's the situation you're in. Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, others. Um, that's just, that's just the bed. That's the bed. And, and you better, uh, shack up for the night, you know, that that's the situation. But, um, I, I just, he, he's going to be throwing money away. You know, if he does not, if he, you know, and Le'Veon Bell was the last one to do that. And Le'Veon Bell threw a lot more money away than Jonathan Taylor would be. And again, I just think that was a bad, bad decision. So Taylor at some point, you know, we'll get, uh, we'll get, you know, eight plus 10 plus million dollars for a season. It's just not happening this season. It'll probably happen next season. And will it continue on in a one or two year zone? And maybe coming off of his injury and not being, you know, putting up back-to-back seasons, maybe that that did, does hurt him a little bit. But playing running back uh, compared to wide receiver and almost every other position, it's definitely hurting the position at large. All right, so three deals, like I said. If you are looking to exit, here are three that stand out in different ways to do this. So the first one is Jonathan Taylor for two first-round picks. You can make the argument that outside of maybe B. John Robinson – uh, Jameer Gibbs, and maybe that's the end of the list, that anybody else should be fair game to trade for two first-round picks because, uh, you know, to use the how, – how Jordan McNamara and I talk a lot of times about trades is we – like my angle is always what could you do with two first-round picks? You lose Jonathan Taylor, quote-unquote, but if you're strong at running back, you may not miss him, first of all. The second part is even if you do miss him – you could probably spend one of the first and get yourself something pretty in season. You get to week six and you're like, eh, I got a running back problem, you know, and all these backups, like it's not fixing it. So I want to go buy somebody. You can probably buy someone pretty good. You could probably buy Austin Eckler. You could buy, you know, anybody probably over the age of 26, whoever's on a, a, a sub 500 team, fair game, fair game to make that trade. And you still have a first in your pocket. So it's a 24 and 25 first. Um, so that's one option. It's super flex as well. Another deal here. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, a second, a couple thirds, essentially it's Jonathan Taylor for T Higgins and a first it's in 2025. It's in a one quarterback league, but again, you are insulating yourself. You're getting a young cornerstone wide receiver and a future first. That's kind of similar to the other one, right? It's, it's like two firsts. I would say Higgins is worth more than one first naked. So this is a little bit of a return, in my opinion. You're giving up some pieces. You're get, giving up Taylor. But you're getting Higgins. You're getting a first. And again, you're just, you know, you're, you're rebalancing your roster. You're insulating yourself. I mean, especially if Higgins stays in Cincinnati. I mean, that's probably the best aspect of the deal is if he stays in Cincinnati, I, I would still say that that's a, a really good outcome. Yeah, you're... You're, you're paired there with Jameer, uh, Jamar Chase, but uh, you're also paired with a strong quarterback. Uh, so I would give up the prospect that you're going to go to a as good or almost as good quarterback, and you're going to get all the targets. Teagans is going to be a target monster somewhere else uh, without Chase, and he's just going to dominate you know, somewhere else. I'd rather have him stay in Cincinnati, but that's kind of the bet you're making. You kind of hope he stays there, and then you have that first on the back end. The third one I would mention from an insulation standpoint is Jonathan Taylor and Jimmy Garoppolo for Bryce Young and AJ Dillon. It's in Superflex, obviously. I wouldn't be mentioning if it wasn't. The angle here is this. And again, I have issues with Bryce Young, but here's what I don't have an issue with. He's a 101 drafted quarterback. 
and that has a lot of insulation. So you are getting a player that historically base rate uh, way uh, is very insulated as a player. And AJ Dillon, you know, you're getting a chip in a chair for for big upside for a player that, you know, mid-career, I mean, at worst, he's a guy that maybe you put in your flex uh, from time to time. But if there's an Aaron Jones injury, you hit Yahtzee, you know, and not every backup running back has that within his range of outcomes. Again, that's not my favorite of the three, but I think it does make sense as well. Again, in Superflex, getting Bryce Young, you're getting some insulation there. Uh, so those are the three I would give examples if, if, if you want to utilize them. Now, that now again, none of these are my favorite usage of Jonathan Taylor. If you were going to trade him, I would rather put him together with, you know, I'd rather use him as complete leverage to get a true, you know, Justin Herbert or higher quarterback in Superflex where you're truly fixing a position. Uh, can you use Jonathan Taylor in a completely juiced tight end premium, you know, uh, to the moon type format to get up for Andrews? You know, can you do something pronounced like that? Uh, again, getting uh, T. Higgins, uh, can you use it to get Justin Jefferson? Aim high. And again, if the market's not there in your league because this is, you know, this is a cross section of just dynasty fantasy football in general. It doesn't mean those types of deals are necessarily available in your league. So there's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of eh, vultures circling and they want to buy low and you have to give a huge discount. And all of a sudden you're trading them at like third round, fourth round startup draft equivalency. Again, pass on that. Hold, be patient. The, the time to sell is usually not right now. And if, if people are worried and it comes with a 20, 30% discount, just say, eh, pass, I'm going to be patient. So keep that in mind. But those are three ideas if you are concerned. Because again, this is not about me trying to put a thumb on, uh, you know, and tell you what to think. Because everyone reacts to risk differently. Let's go back. I mean, there's people right now that wouldn't touch Kyler Murray. There's people two years ago that wouldn't have touched Deshaun Watson for the you know for the for the prices he was going at the discounted prices well where do we sit today a lot of people are excited about deshaun watson to rebound the the browns do a lot better and his value is going to correspondingly move up in dynasty uh, a, a great deal from from where he was 12 months and 24 months ago um, so again your reaction to risk or profiles beyond you know, what is actually actually happening or would happen on the field is different for everybody. So, so just know that about, uh, about yourself. Uh, I do want to mention a couple things over at patreon.com slash UTH this past week, uh, with Tim Torch. Uh, we, we broke everything out a, a week ago. We talked, um, I referenced uh, the redraft marketplace speaking to Dynasty. That was on the premium side uh, over at Patreon. The weekly show, uh, actually, Tim and I talked about on overtime, we talked about housing features. So if you want to have hear some hot takes in terms of what's overrated and underrated about houses, uh, we also have hot takes and cold takes uh, about our predictions for the coming of the season. Uh, we have a, a bonus show talking about uncertain NFL backfields. Um, I have a couple shows about the recent UTH trades that I have made in my leagues. And I talk about tracking data. I talk about what your goals are. I also talk about uh, supercharging your win probability and strengths, things like that. And also 
I recorded a video for about eight, nine minutes on uh, this retro video game machine that had 400 plus games. I kind of talked through. So if you're anyone that's probably over the age of 30 or 40, especially, uh, you'll probably have a lot of thoughts um, or memories uh, of games like this, the arcades, the parlors of uh, that, you know, that they probably cease to exist uh, you know, in the last 20 years, it's probably more difficult than ever to find them. But back in the 80s and 90s, and, and certainly before that, uh, a lot of these retro video video games were probably in your thoughts. So I provide some commentary and just kind of walk through uh, the litany of games that are on this uh, machine uh, at the place we were staying. So um, that's also a premium feature there. The VIP chat, again, thriving. We got people doing startup drafts. We're talking more and more about the weekly waiver wire. When news comes out, we're talking about it. Uh, dozens and dozens of the best dynasty owners on the planet. I say that all the time, but it really is true. I'm in there answering questions, and these guys uh, and, and 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 ladies are dominating their leagues. And whether you're new to dynasty, it's just going to supercharge your results. So, I mean, you get feedback right away. Uh, if you're thinking about a trade, what to offer, uh, doing a startup draft, doing a rookie draft, uh, we're going to be talking when the turnaround time in season has to be quick because I've mentioned before, you get Monday Night Football over, Tuesday, you might still be assessing what happened, you know, a week ago. And Wednesday, it's like, oh, it's waiver day. Well, Thursday, there's football again. So we got to mix trades in before we got kickoff of potentially players you want to trade for or away the very next week. So this window is pretty tight. And so really, the market is always going to lag on what's going on. And by the time you get it uh, dialed in, you'll be like, okay, here's the market. Here's the player I'm selling. Well, then you're going to be in your leagues and you'll be like, well, I got 12 hours to make a deal. Or, ah, I got busy on Friday and Saturday. I got to try to do it on Sunday morning. Then something happens, boom. And then all of a sudden you weren't able to make a deal. It's really tough. So I would say that turnaround time is so key. The VIP chat uh, is just such a value add. Uh, in addition to all, the, all this content that I just mentioned, I want to talk about a couple of depth charts for running backs. Uh, this isn't an official running back roundup, but it's turning into a running back centric show. Uh, we did have Sonny Michelle who retired from the Rams. He was the de facto number two on paper behind Cam Akers. I would start by saying this. Don't be super excited about the Rams' backfield. <laughs> uh, like it's ambiguous. It's it was ambiguous. It still is ambiguous behind Cam Akers. But I'll say this: it may not matter. Teaser: it may not matter because they they were thirtieth last year in Hilo score, high leverage opportunities. You put targets with goal line opportunities. You weight them together based on their uh, expected fantasy points from a touch in those areas, and they're almost dead last. I mean, again. They're better than the, the Ravens, but what does that really mean? <laughs> uh, everyone's better than Ravens. Literally 31 teams are better than the Ravens, uh, especially over the last few years when you put it in aggregate. So again, they, they brought in Royce Freeman. So Royce Freeman, still in the landscape. You have to, like, I think the Rams are one of those depth charts where if you got one guy where you're like, here's the thing I don't understand though, is that they go, Zach Evans, ooh. Like the people that sit there and they draft him at 306, I'm like, you're, you're, first of all, you're going down a well. It's like, oh, Lassie, oh, they're hurt. They're in a well. They're lost. Uh, that you're going down a well that is not super fruitful. Like even Cam Akers, you should sit there and question the upside of Cam Akers. <laughs> so if you take away Cam Akers from this backfield, you should be more excited. No, the correct answer is less excited <laughs> because because all these options are not as good as Cam Akers. And so, and also it's more ambiguous. Cam Akers is going to probably have a higher market share than take away Cam Akers. What happens next? 
And that's, these are some of the rabbit hole discussions that I talk about every single week about running backs starting very soon. Uh, I'll pretty much start, uh, and we'll, we'll do running back roundup or running back. Let's face it. The preseason shows are generally about running back because, uh, looking at rotations and, and all of that. So, um, you're, you're going to start hearing about it incessantly in another two weeks, two weeks or so. Uh, once we get the rollout of all the NFL teams beyond the hall of fame game. So with Zach Evans, again, I'm fine with, with getting him in general, like the general concept, but like as high as people are going for him, sometimes in the mid or earlier third round, sometimes late second round, crazy. That's a crazy price. Um, but they've got Kieran Williams. They got Ronnie Rivers. Royce Freeman comes in. I, I think Royce Freeman could still be the best player. I, I think Zach Evans or Royce Freeman are the best players there. Ronnie Rivers, we kind of know what he is. Kieran Williams, I was never a big fan. He hasn't shown much. But I'll say this. I don't think it matters. I, ultimately, I don't think it matters as one of my bigger talking points. Now, Jonathan Taylor, again, again, I put a yellow on him for the running back matrix. You can find that updated regularly. Uh, it's going to be multiple times a week in season. It's going to be regularly updated during the, the preseason and all that. But I post, uh, you know, there's players are highlighted because of injuries. Players are highlighted because of, uh, you know, as pickups when we get to uh, generally, you know, waiver time and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so I have Jonathan Taylor in yellow, which means, you know, injury, uh, the back injury or something like that. But I, again, I don't think he's going to miss games. However, you know, there's a number of players that are, are highlighted for their, their injury situations. And we have Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Evan Hull. I just drafted Evan Hull in uh, the fourth round in, of, my, of one of my drafts because I think Evan Hull, we know what Zach Moss is. It's uninspiring. Deion Jackson, I like him on paper. Um, I, I have some flaws and, and reasons for pessimism coming out of last season, but I think he's a requisite NFL talent and player. And for a guy that has no pedigree, I think he was wildly successful, much like Jalen uh, Warren there in Pittsburgh. But Evan Hull was drafted a little higher than people think. You know, just kind of if I if you took a poll, what number overall was Evan Hull drafted? I think a lot of people wouldn't would get that number wrong, and it would be on the pessimistic side for for which side they would miss. And so Evan Hall is a legit prospect um, and a legit player. So I think it's Jackson. I think it's Hall. And I think both guys need to be rostered because, and Zach Moss, frankly, should be rostered too. And I think this is a backfield that actually matters. They were number nine in Hilo last year, and it probably goes down a little bit with Anthony Richardson. Goal line opportunities probably go down a little bit with Anthony Richardson. The targets, are they going to go down? I mean, actually the short passes was something that Richardson struggled with. Um, so again, it might not be nine. But I definitely don't think they're the Rams. I think they're going to be better than that. Um, but this is an officially, you know, Taylor to some degree, some percentage points in flux that we we care about what happens here beyond Jonathan Taylor. So I think um, more so than the Rams. Like I would rather I would rather say roster all three of these guys in some in some uh, way. You know, every all three should be owned in a, a typical dynasty league, uh, unless it's maybe twenty man rosters. Then you got to be super picky <laughs> about the backups and and true who's an injury away and who's clarified and who has the big upside because there's going to be plenty that are still on the waiver wire. And then uh, the third backfield that I wanted to discuss is Seattle. Right now we've got Kenneth Walker. There's a little less concern with him. He's probably going to be back in two to three weeks or something like that. Zach Charbonnet no timetable. So Charbonnet was a guy that I thought I would like, 
you know, and coming after out of the draft, I was like, oh, he is going to fall because he got round two pedigree, but he lands behind Kenneth Walker. People are going to fade him to the moon. I was like, this is going to be unreal in rookie drafts on, on the deal we're going to get on a round two running back like Zach Charbonnet. And the market said this, no, 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 Dikembe Mutombo style, no discount. And they're, they're pe- people are drafting him in the late first round of Superflex and then even higher, sometimes 106, 107 in one quarterback, which really surprised me because a lot of times people chase situation and his situation and long-term prospects, not good. Now, both of them being injured and again, Charbonnet, this might last into the season. This is going to, you know, his is looking more worrisome than Kenneth Walker. And so for Charbonnet, Whew, and you paid you paid something in the first round range uh, for him. Uh, again, uh, not not trumpeting success or failure. It's it's July slash August before they've played anything. But uh, one of my biggest things was I like Charbonnet, but Tank Bigsby is pretty darn similar. And he didn't get round two pedigree, but he got round three. But he's going a whole heck of a lot cheaper. And that was my biggest thing: get the cheaper guy. And, you know, they're both clarified. I, I think they're both going to be clarified backups, if not week one, very soon. Now, Charbonnet, uh, the last thing you want is for a guy to lose momentum. And if he's out this whole month, it just kills momentum. Not that he still can't beat out, you know, when he comes back within a few weeks, like all of a sudden he's playing meaningful snaps. Uh, but I do think it. we are going to know something because of this. You got Kenny McIntosh there. You got DJ Dallas. They know what DJ Dallas is. They're not super excited about it. He's a special teamer. He has not been very good, actually, on offense. Kenny McIntosh is a guy that runs 4-6-X. He's got some receiving-centric profile to his game, but the juice is just not there. So let's see what happens You know, in preseason. The two of those guys should play plenty, but they probably need another body. I want to see. It, the move is if they, dra- if they sign a veteran of note, and, I, and you know that subset of note. It means it's Zeke Elliott, it is Leonard Fournette, and uh, you know one or two other guys, potentially. And if it's one of those, you should be pretty concerned that at least one of Walker or Charbonnet, probably Charbonnet, is not trending towards week one active. Or they have questions. And again, the no timetable thing, because everyone's positive. Everyone gets a participation trophy and orange slices and everything's great, especially this time of year. Like I joked on Twitter, like who's not having a good, who's not doing well in training camp? And people came back, it's Trey Lance. It's, you know, there's, there, there are a few players that uh, it's like people are poking holes in, but almost everybody else is going to have a banner year. Look at this non-padded play with almost with soft slash no defense that this person made, you know, and it's, I love the running back just took a, took a run to the house. Yeah, they're not taking anybody to the ground. So how are you tackling a guy? I always found that funny. Like in in at, at the Senior Bowl, it'd be like this running back. Like look at him, look at him run through arm tackles. Yeah, arm tackles is all they could do. Arm tackles. Like literally, the only time someone's tackled is if they run straight into the guy's chest, and like it's a wrap up bear hug. And again, no one goes down. A- a- apple apple slices and snacks for everybody. But but so I always find the you know long touchdown run for you know for whoever you know for James Cook. Yeah, no one could tackle him. Like it's literally not allowed. <laughs> so have fun with that. Uh, but anyway, I I think Seattle is one to watch. Now they're a poor Hilo team too. Twenty eighth last year, they've historically been pretty poor. I I'm not gonna say it's a road to nowhere. But it's an exciting offense. 
So I think you want a starting running back for an exciting offense. It just may not be one that's optimized. But we saw Kenneth Walker do pretty well last year. They've added to the passing game. I'm pretty excited about Seattle. Um, so that's one that I have less questions about than, say, the Rams, uh, than, say, the Ravens, in terms of changing their stripes or suddenly becoming an exciting running back offense is what I would say. But this is one to track. I, I would say this, that if you're getting in, Kenny McIntosh would be worth uh, a kick kick of the tires of saying, can I get it now? If people are spending 10% of their waiver budget, heck no, heck no. But a 1%, 2%, 3% at most at this time of year, I would say it's probably one or 2%. And if someone outbids you, so what? Like I'm the king of nickel and diamond, the waiver wire bids. But if you have a waiver running this week, you know, and, and again, this may expire, this news and this, uh, this uh, analysis that I'm providing, it may expire uh, with them signing someone. So if they sign a notable player, I would be out on Macintosh and not put in a bid. But until that happens, you know, again, kick the tires, at least price enforce and, and make someone else come up with a, a decent, respectable bid. Uh, but it's worth it because, again, we know what DJ Dallas is and be open to the possibility that Kenny Macintosh is better than that because... Dallas is a road to nowhere. <laughs> that, that should be a song somewhere. That has to be a country song somewhere. Dallas is a road to nowhere. Actually, they wouldn't say that about their own about their own uh, about their own city. So probably every uh, every Texas city is great in uh, country songs. I would imagine. Okay. All right. So that's going to do it uh, in terms of content. I do want to remind you what was over on the UTH Premium side. Uh, the trade calculator is being updated regularly. Now is when you're going to get a lot of those updates. Uh, it, not a whole lot has changed in the summer months. And again, a lot of people ask, Jonathan Taylor's value in the trade calculator isn't changing. Like he's not until someone gets suspended or they are like, like he starts missing games in season and that actually is occurring. Then I will toll him in terms of quality, you know, expected time remaining and all these types of things. But until there, his profile is the same. Like nothing is really changing. And I've, I've said my, my, uh, my, my, uh, Feed, not feedback. My observation of, of previously is when you start artificially adjusting base rates and uh, what comes out of their comps and their profile for all these, um, I'm not going to call them wackadoodle, but all of these narrative driven and reactive or fear based or overtly optimism based on nothing uh, centric forms of analysis. It's funny. If you make those adjustments, so many times in relatively short fashion, they oscillate up or down right back to right around what the base rates are is where, where you would, you would center the number in a week, two months, whatever. So excuse me for being slow in general to adjust until we actually start playing some games. And that's where you can actually run some comps and you can get guys on trajectories. I know a hot month doesn't mean a hot year, but it does point to a positive trajectory that you may have been uh, a little more vanilla on before, you know, some wide receiver comes out and it's like, Oh, you know, they look the part, their yards per hour run is like 1.9 and they're actually getting meaningful touches. Like you should probably adjust a little bit, like just with the, they are not on the bus track right away, which is actually a nice eliminator that that can really raise the floor and raise the the dynasty value for a player. Now it may not go all the way to Garrett Wilson level of like he's wide receiver three in dynasty because pretty much that's as high as someone can go right now with uh, Jefferson and Chase there and existing and living and thriving. But uh, I would say you uh, he it's again I'm generally a slow to react 
slower to react person. And so the dynasty trade calculator does update. It just may not update on certain players in certain ways that you might expect. Like, uh uh-oh, heard some negative news. This guy dropped the pass. Or Justin Ross, look what he did. He's going to be unbelievable. I'm surprised his trade value didn't... I'm surprised his UTH uh, trade calculator value didn't triple, you know, over the last three days. How how are you not reacting to that? Well, I'm not reacting to that because when was the last time he actually played competitive, meaningful football in pads on the field against uh, an opponent? And then... What was his pedigree, pedigree again? Listening for the sound of undrafted, and you could say he's the greatest undrafted wide receiver of all time. That's fine. Uh, but again, all these things come with requisite base rates and expectations. And if you want to move that a little bit, keyword, key phrase, little bit, that's fine. But man, you got to be really, uh, the, the last point I'll leave you with is be very, very careful when you start doing that with, who you're doing it for, how often, and how much. That's going to do it. Uh, oh, and, and finally, like I mentioned with UTHDynasty.com, the yards per route run and passing game preview series, looking at all the skill positions, looking ahead to 2023, where were they in previous years, the profiles of these players, and giving some uh, expectations for pecking orders, upsides, and, uh, and value plays, uh, and reasons to be skeptical of, of certain players. And that is going to finish up right around when the preseason, I think it finishes up the end of this week. So you can have all 32 teams. It's five to 10 minutes per show. Maybe maybe one or two are over 10 minutes, but uh, it's, it's really concise. You can go back there. It's searchable. And obviously when we get more into August, things are going to start changing. But that was an overarching view of where we stand in July. I recorded a giant batch of them and they are still coming out in the queue there. So you can check that out. Like I said, trade calculator, things like injury away matrix matrices for running back. I need to scrub up a quarterback now that I'm talking through it uh, to see if there's any notable changes running back. Like I said, uh, we've had some signings. We have some, some players that are now uh, injury uh, monitor players. And uh, again, exciting times because that crackle in the air, that wind blowing through the tree, you know what that is? It's called, it's called the NFL. It's called college football. It's called Lord Football coming into our world yet again, waking up from its summer slumber. And we got a new reality here. I, I love I love that years and years ago, like it's like a hundred and is it eight? I don't even know how many I've written over at Football Guys, but I called it the new reality. And uh, for Dynasty, I mean, that phrase is so applicable. I, I didn't know it when I chose it to this degree, but man, the new reality where it's it doesn't even have to be games being played. It could be free agency. It could be trades. It could be NFL draft. It could be all this uh, hot stove and uh, just lead up to the season that, uh, man, I can't wait for it. It's already starting to crackle. We've got the prologue building. We've got the introductory paragraphs being written. But, man, uh, every season is a giant journey for the NFL and our dynasty teams. I'm here for it. I'm glad you're with me. Uh, if you haven't tried out UTH Premium and a subscription over there, highly encourage you to do so. Money back guarantee. If you've been listening to this show for for months, for years, and I get those stories, you know, I've been listening for years, and but I also get people that are like, yeah, I just found your show, you know, a week or two ago. I like the cut of your jib, and uh, man, I wanted to try out. Uh, this is a, this is a common email I get. You know, wanted to try out the site, and man, love your premium shows. You know, it comes right to my uh, mobile device, and uh, you know, I, I was only listening to the free show. Boy, I feel like I was missing out. 
that's a common uh, email or message I get. And the other thing is, uh, you know, that, you know, I tried out the UTH Patreon and I did it because I wanted to get the draft guide teaser. You can still get the draft guide. You got a rookie draft coming up or heck, you just want to read it. That's awesome. Uh, see all the content that you get. It's for free. So you sign up as an all pro and a lot of people sign up for, uh, I'll tell you this though. A lot of people sign up in April and May. They're like, ah, I want this for my rookie draft. That's a great idea. I, I totally support that. And again, I'm giving it away to the VIPs this year, not for sale. I had a lot of people ask just giving it to the folks that are also getting all that exclusive content. I had so many people sign up and what happens is they start getting the content, they get in the VIP chat and they don't leave. They don't leave. And you know what? That's great for me, but it's great for them because I want them to have the content. So again, you, you, you might have August uh, rookie drafts and you might have, uh, you know, if you sign up for the trade calculator, you get a, you can, you, for three months or longer. Uh, and again, not that you have to be there for three months, just sign up for that, that membership three months or 12 months. I, I have probably a few people every single month that sign up because they're like, Hey, I, I would love to get a, a, a custom draft board. It's an awesome reason to sign up, but I also want you to see the process behind it, see the values. And again, it's, it's the values that I'm customizing to build it for your uh, individual and unique startup draft so you can crush those results. All right. Now that is officially it. Uh, it's one of my longer solo shows. I've done it a while. Got to take a little break here. But again, thank you so much for sticking with me on this show. Check out the, the, the long free show, What is a Sport, with my friend Keith and myself talking um, about that very topic that we've been uh, percolating for years. These are little micro conversations, and we finally put it pen to paper and uh, voice to microphone here. Uh, and this is the perfect time. We're running out of time because guess what? Almost everything needs to be straight football going forward because our dynasty results are on the line and coming very soon on this freight train that is the NFL season. I am Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties. I think that's a carpe diem type situation. He got over there in Arizona. He was hurt. He was a stud. Coming back, he's going to be a stud. Adrian. Oh, that's right. Antoine Goodley. Chalk it up. Snowflake.